Hey, you're listening to the It's Funny That Makes It Okay podcast. We talk about and or make fun of music, pop culture, current events, relationships, whatever happens to pop into our heads. So from the It's Funny studios, deep in the heart of God's country, here's the show. Welcome, everybody, and welcome back if you're a return listener. Yes. We have those welcome. I, I hope. I don't oh. know. We probably ran a bunch of them off. Hopefully not all of them. Yeah. Some will come back. Both of you. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> our new listener and our old listener. We thank you for coming back and hey, listening to us. No matter who it is, we appreciate it. That's right. If you're a new listener, make sure to tune in at the end of the show and order your decoder ring. So any of the jokes you don't get, you can use that to help uh, figure out what the punchline was. That's right. We don't know half the time. <laughs> we have punchlines. I did, I'm learning so much. We're just right now. we're just babbling. I wait until I get the decoder ring, then I know. There. So I order that each week. Fantastic. Well, um, I really don't have anything. Um, getting close to Halloween. Yeah. Next week's episode. I've already started laying it out. It's going to be Halloween heavy. That's right. So we'll we'll do a bunch of fun Halloween stuff. I like it. I like yeah, Halloween. I do too. And then, uh, other than that, just been working, so got nothing else going. Yeah, Halloween's been a mixed bag for me ever since I fell for the one guy in the van who had free candy. <laughs> so ever since then, it's been okay, but uh, yeah, it's still Did fun. he not I have still... free candy? No. Oh. It was false advertising. <laughs> there was something else at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> Hopefully there was no compression shorts involved. Ooh. Hopefully not. <laughs> I don't even I don't know how long with that. No, but not, nothing really new going nope. on here. Um, man, just kind of same old, same old. All right. We had, we both had our vacations over the last few weeks. And so now yep. we're all back, back to normal, to normal. doing the work Yay. thing. But, uh, but I think I'm going to start off this week. Um, I do have a gripe. I think you both said you don't have a gripe this week. Well, I kind of do, but go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. One came up while we were sitting here. Um, <laughs> but my gripe this week. So we've taken on McDonald's, and I think we've maybe taken on Walmart. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we punch um, up in our weight class. Okay, well, this like, one goes to another – this is probably more of a regional company gripe. I was going to say, which, which giant conglomerate is shaking in their boots right now? <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, no. That podcast is getting mad at us now. Well, I won't say exactly who it is because I don't oh. know what trouble we can get into that, but it sounds a lot like U.S. Smellular. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> It's a big phone company that's uh, – I think they're regional, aren't they? I think they're all over. I think over. they're nationwide. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, then we are picking on the big oh, boys. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Go big or go home. That's right. So so my gripe is is the way we got we've, – we've been customer of theirs forever. And the plan we got originally, each of us had two gigabytes of data. That's what I'm on right now. So I paid a little more and got six gigabytes of data. Ooh, mm-hmm. high roller. You bet. In the last two months, by the 14th of the month, I'm out of my six gig. Well, quit streaming all those videos and movies. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing all that much. So It's all of your TikTok videos you're doing and uploading. <laughs> that must be it because <laughs> I, I cannot figure out what I am using it on. But now, unlike the last two months, on about the 14th, I get a text from them that says, you've exceeded your da- uh, data limit. We're going to throttle back your speed now. So now I got to go two weeks with crazy buffering of everything I try to listen to. But then what I noticed today, so actually this is going to turn into a double gripe kind of. Ooh, two for one. Because what I noticed today 
Is, well, then are, we're going to take away your gripe from next week. Then. You're going to have to either borrow from it or something. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll not do a gripe next week, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But anyway, so. We'll tell you, you've exceeded it. We're going to buffer your griping. <laughs> It'll take you at least a week and a half to get your gripe. Out. That's right. <clears throat> so, you know, that's bad enough that I'm throttled now. So I try to listen to our podcast or a podcast and it. Sits there and buffers, buffers, buffers. I go to Pandora, hit the my playlist, and it sits there, spins around, spins around, spins around. Song will start playing. Part of a song will play. It'll stop. Then it'll start back up again. But what I've noticed is that the songs will buffer, but the stupid ads do not buffer. <laughs> they still come in loud and clear They're punishing and fast. You. They're really punishing you. <laughs> so, so yes, I have. So, this gripe has turned into U.S. Smellular, um, Pandora, <laughs> and ads. So, actually, there's three gripes rolled into one. There you go. It's really it's ironic a, if you got U.S. Cellular ads. Oh, you said the name. Oh. Uh, I, oh, well, it's out there now. It's out there. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. So, so, this is a triple gripe. I mean, I'm buffered within two weeks of paying my bill. Uh, Pandora, the songs buffer, but the ads come through fast. Yeah, that, that would be aggravating. Yes. I got to say, I have T-Mobile, and uh, I've had them for about a year, and I have no complaints, and I pay a flat fee of $45 a month, and it's, I pay. <laughs> I, I don't. I play one, too. I play a flat fee. <laughs> I pay a fat, fat. <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> I pay a flat fee of $45 a month, unlimited talk, text, and data. And I think they said at 50 gig, they will throttle it back. I've never, ever hit even 20. Yeah, That's I, pretty insane. I think I could deal with 50 gig. At the end of the month, I'm throwing gig away. I'm taking, uh, get rid well, of throw it. throw some my way. <laughs> so, I'm interested with your plan because I'm, I just, I'm one of those low light, or, uh, not low life. That's a, <laughs> I could be Mike just called himself a low <laughs> life. <laughs> what am I trying to say? You're not that low what life. What am I trying to say? Uh, I don't know. A peasant, I Greaser? guess. Oh. Uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm just one of those peasants who operates on a two gigabyte per month, uh, budget here, but I've never exceeded that. Oh, I've so exceeded six. So you got a I shot mean, like T-Mobile. Pretty cheap, and it's unlimited and no contract, See, so you can quit whenever you want. I mean, I do listen to quite a bit of Pandora. And, I do too, and podcast. Do you connect to Wi-Fi, like where you can? But, but like when I'm driving, like when I'm like at lunch, I'll go sit at the park and eat and listen okay. to a podcast. Is that like or, an everyday thing? Like uh, it's a lot of days. Okay, but still, I feel like it's using up six gig awful fast. I would say so. It's just like, yeah, I go. And in the mornings, I, I usually know. get on and I download several podcasts and then I'll take off. Yeah. Even though I have unlimited data, I just, I, I conserve it, I guess. I don't know why, but I do. Well, I think that's the other thing. I think I've, I've downloaded them before and it still seems like it connects and like re-downloads it or something. Hmm. I don't know. It's stupid. The, the other thing is, is about a month ago, I went into U.S. Cellular, I mean U.S. Cellular <laughs> and, uh, talked to the guy there and I said, Hey, do you got any, plans that i could redo my contract and make it better no not really now now if you were a new customer i could buy your phone i could give you this and give you it's like they it's never always the new customer. yeah they will never take care of their existing customers but they will always give the new people what sounds like want. you need to shop around oh i'm yeah. shopping i think you need to shop around. <laughs> actually i've kind of took a little look at t-mobile yeah i've been happy with it for the oh, most we need part. a different name for them too t maybe g-mobile 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want everybody to know who we're talking about. Okay. So, anyways, that's my gratitude. That's where the Dakota ring comes in handy. Yeah. For all those <laughs> yeah. Out there. If you had a Dakota ring, you would know what we're talking about. It's kind of like those three. It'll really come in handy if we get into any adult conversations because you won't have a clue what Greg's talking about without the decoder ring. P word, B word, M word, Q word. Like what? You have to check it with your code. So my gripe this week is about myself. I'm going to gripe about me. I could have griped about that. Well, everybody could. That's why I don't let people start in. We'll never. That would be the whole podcast. No, I have got to stop talking so fast. My wife was listening to our podcast. Okay, I made her, but she was still listening to it. And I said, I talk way too fast. I don't like listening to myself. I did anyway. think I was listening to a chipmunk song yeah. last week when I was listening to it. I don't doubt it. I thought it was like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> ooh, I'm talking so fast. So I was like, I need to slow down. Yes. So, so for the rest of I don't of know if it's a gripe or if it's a uh, trying to do a little self improvement or just a little bit of a change, but that's my. That's a goal. That's a goal, not a gripe. It's a good goal. So, all right. Well, that's all. So, if you're at 100 miles an hour when we finish, you, know, you did not <laughs> I probably will be about halfway it. in. <laughs> anything else? Did you have anything? Well, I am no? gripeless this week. Gripeless. Yeah. Well, you're a low life. So, that's true. <laughs> you griped about yourself. That's right. I'm a low there life. There we go. <laughs> you're a low life. I'm a fast talker. So, we griped about ourselves. I was trying to think of something to like egg him on with a gripe, but like, nothing's popping to mind. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Again, my break change gripe. That one was well. That covered about three. That weeks. one did. You ate into about a month's worth of your gripe. Yeah. Your, your so, gripe credits are kind of low right now. That's yeah. right. I need to look into a new carrier for my gripe credits. So yeah, you do. I hit my limit too soon. Yeah. Well, if we've got nothing else, then I have a would. If you were a new customer, oh, we could give you extra gripes. But All right. that's right. Yeah. Since you're an old one, you only get a half a gripe a week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So I was just saying, I if we were done, I was going to move on. I have a would you rather this week. All it's right. would you rather week. I forgot about that. Uh, okay. Would you rather have teeny tiny legs and a regular upper body or a regular legs and a teeny tiny upper body? I mean like cartoonishly small. So you're, it's, it's not like, oh, it's a little small. No, it's going to be super obvious. So there's your two choices. You have teeny tiny legs, but you have a regular upper body. And we're going to assume that you can balance well in there, even though they're teeny tiny. So I was going to say, I've already got teeny or you tiny got, legs. So. Or you got regular <laughs> legs and a teeny tiny upper body. So there you go. Where are you going with it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Nothing? I, nothing off the top of your head? off these uh, would you rather something. There's always you a at clear, least have obvious a, choice. a way to, to go? Yeah. Um, I would say if I had... <laughs> If I had to pick, I'd probably do just for comedic relief the tiny legs because I'd love to see myself like skull around with tiny legs. And plus, I would like regular sized arms so I can at least, I don't know. You don't want to be like do- a T Rex? <laughs> Can't pick anything up? Of course, I'm not going to be able to get anywhere, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, he's going to be like, <laughs> maybe you could get in like a Barbie car. Your legs could fit in there. You could drive around. <laughs> I can't imagine what his bicycle would look like. Very small. Look like a clown bicycle. Only because <laughs> you wouldn't be able to hold onto the handlebars, but your feet could go. You'd have to go no hands. Mike gets to work and he goes to his coworkers. Can you help me up in my chair? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get to work a half hour early so you can get in there. Your legs would take you that long to walk in. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I'd like to watch myself just try to run. All right, with little tiny legs, tiny tiny. I'm I am going with regular legs and smaller body. I just I feel like there's too many, like we talked about getting up in a chair. Yeah, now I got to pull myself closer because I've got this little body to like when I work on my computer at work, it's going to be like have to move all the way up to the desk so I can reach the keyboard and. I guess the keys are going to be kind of big. Well, too, I was saying you're going to like I'll your be, hand is going to be on the one key. I'll be key. like hunt and peck. <laughs> it's going to be awkward too when you go out to dinner. You sit down and just have to barely see the very top of your head at the table. Like, hey, you have regular legs, so you can't really use a booster chair. I mean, you could, but then your legs are hitting into yeah, the table. But if I had little legs, it, then the, the trouble is getting up to the table. This is true. So this is true. And I feel like with little legs like that, let's say I go to the ocean or something, you know. You're right down in the water if you got those little legs going on. Well, Whereas with me, I'll be up out of the water and, you know. If you got little legs, I'm not going anywhere near the ocean. <laughs> oh, well, let's say even a pool. <laughs> can I know? strap myself into a wheelchair, you know, and get around with that? You no. know, can I you gotta subvert walk. that? You got to walk on them. You, got, you, you chose you, them. Yep, you you got to walk. walk. <laughs> well, fair enough. You know? <laughs> and I want to see you drive. I guess, you know, I don't know. How will I drive? Let well, me think about Because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be, with my long legs, I'll be sitting up. <laughs> Normal, but I'll be way down below the steering wheel. I look like a seatbelt. A couple. I look like a senior citizen in uh, Florida. The seatbelt will be right across your face. You won't be able to see anything. Yeah, I'm still sticking with longer legs though. Longer legs. So we got a long leg and a short leg. I'm trying to decide. See, I would have a have one of each. Yeah, (laughs) lopsided. I kind of. I kind of need to know where the teeny tiny starts. <laughs> Does it start at my waist? <laughs> I'd say waist. That's what I was using. I would I'd, say waist. But I'm going with the, the regular legs. <laughs> Mr. One, Mr. <laughs> one, Mr. Pride, Mr. one, one track mind over here. there. Yeah. Well, no. Hey, he's talking about a tiny P word. You got, <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to take everything into consideration. <laughs> so, so if I got to take it all into consideration, and if the teeny tiny starts at my waist, like the, you know, just below the belly button, then I'm going regular legs and teeny tiny upper body as well. Yeah. Mike's going to have to go to the toy store to buy his underwear. <laughs> like, uh, for a baby doll. G.I. <laughs> Joe, so I can make him look cool at least. Yeah. Come on. You wear G.I. Joe pants. Tin pants, you yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> of course, our shirts, I don't know where we're going to get our shirts at. I. <laughs> Same place. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll save money because you, whatever, whatever yeah, you shirt buy a whole outfit. outfit, we'll take the shirts. You got the pants. We're good to, good to go. Be better than my wardrobe right now, honestly. So that's an upgrade. Yeah. You know, when uh-huh. you're talking about restaurants, you know, being such a small body and head, I won't eat as much. So my food bill is going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause our stomachs, legs, our so, stomachs yeah. will be smaller. Yeah. Yeah. It all goes to my legs. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, whatever it is, you're going to, whatever parts the regular size, I think you're going to want to exercise it because you're going to have to compensate for the other. So like if you have the teeny tiny legs like Mike, you're going to have to be, you know, built upper body to try to get you around, do, do extra compensate some for, you can kind of just build yourself up big and move around like a gorilla where you're just putting your <laughs> arms down and kind of pushing yourself around. Well, that's what I was thinking. So I answered because I want to run, I want to see myself run around with the legs. But are my arms going to be dragging behind me? Well, very possibly. <laughs> you have to hold them straight up the air. 
<laughs> Look like an orangutan. <laughs> no, Mike's going to get some little stilts and put on, on his le- little legs. <laughs> he, he could. You know what you could do? You could get those little carts that you had in gym class and just sit on Ooh, it and yeah. scoot yourself all over the place. <laughs> That'd be fun. Although I always pinched my hand on the – rolled over my fingers. I, we do have a problem because we both wear glasses, and I have no idea how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a monocle, I guess. Yeah, I'll just yeah. hold it up to my whole face. I'll look like a minion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. That yep, is going to be. But a problem. I've made my choice. I have so made I'm sticking my choice. To it. I am as well. So there we go. All right, tiny legs. That's right. That's why you're a low life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Um, just this last week, we had uh, Eddie Van Halen died. That's right. So we're we're gonna do a little little Van Halen talk, a little Eddie tribute. Um, How are we gonna do a tribute to Eddie? I can't play guitar, <laughs> and we can't play his music. But we're Maybe gonna talk air about guitar, it. Air guitar. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, for those in my age group and Greg's age group, especially, I mean, Van Halen was. I, I can't. I don't know if you're a big Van Halen. I was I, a big I Van, like Halen Van Halen fan. But yeah. they. I mean, they were super influential as well. I mean, just. They had a completely different sound, you know, coming out of the seventies and just yeah, they were right after disco, right at the end of disco. Yeah, at the end of disco, they actually started the band in seventy two. Yeah, but that was like in high school where they had a garage bands and stuff right. moving up, and they didn't get signed till seventy seven. Their first album came out in seventy eight, which is hard to believe. Yeah, that it's been that long ago. Um, but uh, now, Mike, I don't know if you um, do you like Van Halen. I know your millennial age group, you know, in your your twenties mid 20s but uh yeah i i have differing music opinions than my fellow millennials here <laughs> again my musical tastes do not reside in stupid hoe oh you have uh, musical taste then yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah just I, kidding I, if any millennial i don't think any millennials are listening to it. maybe maybe mike's a got some little teeny spandex pants <laughs> <laughs> he's rocking out <laughs> yeah. yeah no i uh really enjoy van halen um rocking as always. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they 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 were such a I don't know, this is probably one of my favorite bands. Uh especially, you know, in in junior high, high school. Um uh, they just really they were really influential and in, in, oh, yeah. as far as far as, you know, just uh kind of that soundtrack to your life. Um but just a, a little bit of information here too. The they were they only got one Grammy. For one song. Do you know what song it was? Um, Just out of curiosity? Uh, you know, I don't know. Jump. That was a good guess. I was actually thinking that. Yep. You both would be correct. Yeah. Jump. And it's what's odd about that is that song is he won a Grammy and he played the keyboards yeah. mostly I on know. that <laughs> song. So it's not even one that he played guitar on. Uh, but he also had three patents for guitar uh, hardware that he created to help make the sounds. And he also created what they call the Frankenstrat. Where he took a Fender and a Gibson and he took them apart and put cobbled the two together to make his own custom that guitar. That red and white one that he I, I don't know if it was the red and white yeah. one, but I know he did that as well. And he he also played on several other artists. He was a guest artist on a lot of other songs. Yeah. Uh, he played with Gene Simmons on some of his stuff. Yep. Michael Jackson. Yep, Thriller. Thriller and Beat It. Uh, he played with Brian May, which I don't know what he played there. Yeah, I don't know. That would be two unique sounds. Yeah. And then also he, he did some collaboration with LL Cool J, which I did not that know. Did not know that. 
And he was also, uh, actually Van Halen was in a Hank Williams video. Uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the video that it was now, but it was, uh, uh, whenever they would go out and they would start partying. This was when Sammy Hagar first came in there. Uh, there was an interview with Sammy I heard and he said that, uh, whenever they would party and they said they're, they're gonna, uh, how do they put it? They're gonna, uh, they're, they're gonna like put on the William or do the Williams or now because Hank Williams was known for being a hard partier. Well, when Hank Williams heard that, he thought, oh, it's kind of funny. So he got, he contacted the guys and he had them come over and they shot this video where they were like the bar band. They were up there playing yeah. and he came in and was oh. playing and they were in the background. Then they were playing with him and, and just goofing off. So, yeah, uh, that was pretty good. But, uh, of course you have, you know, moving on from Eddie, you got Eddie, but then you have Van Halen from 78 to 84, which was your David Lee, David Lee Roth. Uh, right. Yeah. And then after that, you have Sammy Hagar. And then I, I don't, what was it? Gary Rich, uh, what was the other guy's name from, uh, Extreme? Oh. He was like one album. I don't even yeah. count him as the singer, but. <laughs> well, there was, see, now I'm, I'm confusing, I think, Journey and Van Halen. Cause who was like Terry O'Jerry or something like that? Was he with That was Journey? Journey. Okay, that was Journey. But, I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, and I also, one. I heard a podcast this last week. Um, and they were interviewing Patty Smythe. Mm-hmm. And do you know that when uh, David Lee Roth left, that Eddie Van Halen asked her to come in and be the lead singer? And at the time, she didn't. She said she didn't want to because she lived in New York. She didn't want to move, and she also knew that there was, you know, some drama and stuff with the band. And she had her own band. She thought, I don't know if I want to do that. And so she she stayed there and kept her own band. But I thought, oh, that'd been kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, Patty Smythe, if she would have been, uh, she yeah, had a great that, voice. That would have been a different sound, probably. Yeah, and I guess Eddie. Eddie was friends with her and he would show up at some of her concerts and just sit in and play. He would walk out and play some songs. And hmm. so I'd like to be the lead guitarist for her. And then it's like, Oh, Eddie Van Halen's going to come out and play a couple. And then I'm going to yeah. step back in like, Oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, do you guys have as far as, and I don't know again, how much of a Van Halen fan you have, but do you have, do you like Van Halen better with David Lee Roth or with Sammy Hagar? Yeah, my my thinking is this. Actually, have, actually, it's kind of tough because <clears throat> I definitely have a favorite. Oh man, let me think about this. Um, see, I like Sammy Hagar as a solo artist. Phen- I mean, he was phenomenal, so I really liked him. But I really liked him with um, Van Halen too. But you know, I think I I got to give the nod to uh, David Lee Roth though. Those are the classic songs. They're the ones I probably listen to the most. Um, there's a couple with Sammy Hagar that I really like a lot, but um, overall, I'm going with Van, or, um, David Lee Roth. Yeah. Mike, you got a thought or you care? Or? So uh, what was – or who who was with them when? So first it was David, David Lee, Lee Roth. David Lee Roth was 78 to uh, – like 77 to 84, and then – 85, you had Sammy Hagar, and he played with them from, like, 85 to 95, yeah, 94, I think in the or 90s, somewhere in there. Yeah, and they've been back and forth ever since yeah. then. But So I would say David Lee Roth, then, because more of my favorite songs with them yeah. are with him as a singer. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that would be I would agree choice. with you, and I, can, and I agree with you as well on – I like 
David Lee Roth is probably my favorite with Van Halen. Right. Uh, I love solo Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just absolutely. Three Lock Rocks. Oh. Uh, I Standing can't drive 55, BOA. I mean, that yeah. album's great. Um, Standing Hampton's fantastic. Album. Yeah. And I liked Sammy Hagar with Van Halen, but they changed. They weren't the same band. Yeah, uh, it was a little different. David Lee Roth was just that crazy, wild, fun party guy that's just yeah and he would do the music videos with him are they're insane pretty, pretty wild and and he did that crazy scatting that yeah. you would think that would never go screams. what are you doing that's a line in the song we're gonna put that in the song like really you're gonna scat in a rock and roll song but it worked yeah like wow you know and he's doing all that stuff and you think that this is weird, but it worked with him. And then, you know, Sammy came in and he, they did some rock and stuff, but Sammy could get, they'd sing a little slower. They sang some, ba- David Lee Roth is not singing a ballad. I mean, <laughs> I think the closest they got with a ballad is like Ice Cream Man, <laughs> dedicate one to the ladies. <laughs> Summertime sip, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Just a great a song. Oh, that was solo David Lee Roth. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a great song. Did he do California Girls he on did. that same? Okay. Yeah, so he did uh, a couple of covers there, but yeah. those were both great songs by yeah. David Lee Roth. Yeah, and the the funny thing is, when David Lee Roth went solo, he had a couple of songs, and then that was kind of I just quit. I didn't really follow his solo career then. Right, it's kind of like no, nah, he needed he needed Van Halen. Um, and I, I just thought, I think that they were a fun, a more fun band with David Lee Roth, and then uh, Sammy came in, probably made it a little, I don't know, deeper. Uh, you know, uh, philosophically, or, you know, writing songs with some more meaning behind it than just, yeah. you know. And a little off track from uh, Eddie Van Halen, but poor Michael Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's with him all those years, and yeah, it's like, yeah, we got to get rid of the bass player. Yeah. It's always the bass of the, and the yeah. drummer. We've talked about that before. We're going to bring in Eddie's son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're the bassist or the drummer, you need to... It, you need to be the leader of the band or write songs. You got to do something else. Yeah, I mean, you have to be like Winger, where the, he was the bass player, yeah. or, or Rush. He, you know, Neil Peart wrote all the yeah. songs. Phil, yeah. Phil Collins is the, uh, you know, yeah, the drummer. Uh, Alex is the drummer. Yeah. So yeah, Alex Van Halen. So that that always helps. Yeah, it helps if your last name is in the name of the band. Yeah. But they did a lot of great songs. They did a lot of covers too. We just talked about with like. uh David Lee Roth doing just a gigolo and uh, California, uh, California girls, California girls, and then uh, one of their one of their songs I absolutely love of their covers is uh, uh, "Dance the Night Away." I think yeah, they did a, a great, great job of making it. it. Starts it's got you know Eddie doing that weird that weird I don't know how he did it with the guitar, but having that kind of echoey sound, and mm-hmm. of course David Lee Roth's got that screaming yeah. voice in there. Yeah, but. Uh, it kind of got me thinking about what other songs out there, cover songs, are there. I looked up uh, some websites and it told like the top cover songs and the worst cover songs. I'm not really going to – I don't think we're going to go into like what's the top or the the worst. We just jotted down some of the cover songs that yeah, were on these lists. Yeah, a few that popped into our heads. And we're going to kind of just discuss them real quick. Because there's you know a million cover songs out that, there. And, and music is so – Subjective. Subjective, yeah. I mean – yeah. You could think something's great. I could think it's horrible. And then I could say, oh, this song's great. And you're like, how can you like that song? So it's just. Again, my opinion on 
stupid hoe. <laughs> but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Mike does seem a little obsessed with that song. He does. Uh, He's probably secretly. I'm kind of thinking it's on his playlist. I think so. I think he just hits it every night before he goes to bed. He turns that on like, ah, oh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> it might even be his alarm when he wakes up, too. It might be. <laughs> You're not supposed to know about that. It's fine. But these are some of the songs that were on uh, several of the lists, so we'll, we'll hit on them. Uh, first one I got, and these are in no order as far as like what I think is best or worst. But uh, Lenny Kravitz, his version of American Woman is phenomenal. And I like American Woman by the Guess Who. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like their version and I don't know if I like Lenny's better. It's just different. It's different. So, it's very, so what I did, I tried to jot down songs here where the, the band that played them didn't just do a straight cover. They kind of changed it enough to kind of make it their own. Because the Guess Who had that part where, you know, no sugar tonight yeah. and coffee. And then they, they, so it was kind of almost like two songs going back and forth. Two for the price of one. That's right. Where Lenny Kravitz just flat out just rocked. Yeah, he just rocks it. it. Thick, blew heavy it, guitars. Blew the doors and, off. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Yeah, when you mentioned doing covers, that was the first one that popped in my head. Yeah, that was a very good one. So, yeah, that, um, that's a great one. Another one they have, and after I put it down, I left it, but I thought they have the Honey Drippers, which. Yeah. Robert Plant. Yeah. From, from Zeppelin. Um, and this was from the 80s, but they did Sea of Love. Yep. The old come with me, my love. Sorry, everybody, we can't play music, so you're forced to listen to us hum or sing. Uh, not us. <laughs> you guys are just chicken. <laughs> but they have Sea of Love, which is a great song. It is a good song. I like it a lot. My only, not even a complaint, but but the, the only negative I'll say to it is it, it's not really changed much. It's It's real similar. To the original, kind of that soft melodic. It's a little different. They they kind of have made it a little different, but I, I would say it's it's closer to the original than the rest of these we have. On yeah, the I think I think what makes it maybe a little unique though is uh, that it's Robert Plant. Yeah, I mean, so it gives it that unique. Led Zeppelin sound, even though <laughs> you know it's, it's still mellow and still like the original. There's st- Robert Plant is just distinct enough that it makes it. Unique, I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this next one wasn't on any of the websites, but Mike actually brought this one up, and I think it was an excellent choice because I had forgot about it. But Aerosmith, Come Together. Great song. Yep. Of course, originally done by the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. And then Aerosmith did it, changed it enough. And again, uh, you got uh, Steven Tyler's voice is so unique, too. That I mean, he can kind of own that song. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. got you know he's got that raspy voice where he can scream if he needs to. That was in out. the uh, Magic or the uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie from the eighties, yeah. I think eighties. Well, uh, that was it was from that album, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one from the movie too. I mean, they did it in the movie. <laughs> so wasn't the movie in the. When was a the movie? There was a movie with Peter Frampton. Oh, but it was wasn't horrible. There original? Wasn't there an <laughs> Steve original? Martin was? Oh yeah, there's an original. But this was a Steve okay. Martin, uh, Peter Frampton, the Bee Gees. Oh, okay, it was. It, it's, That's what it's, threw me. You got to watch it sometime. The it's hilarious. Like, I mean, the original so, was done like in 1970. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this is like really <clears throat> stupid, but yet had some good music in it. All right. Well then. Oh, real quick too, yeah. just uh, on a side thought, would you consider this a cover uh, if the original artist is still in it? <laughs> the Run DMC Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Oh. 
Well, you know what they did? They did. Now, Run DMC did their own version without Aerosmith. And yeah. And then they did a collaboration with them. Yeah. Would you call um, that a cover? I mean, obviously, no. the Run DMC by themselves would be a cover. Yeah. But um, anyways, see, I'm, I'm I didn't. Not a, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. See, no, I didn't mind. I'm, the I didn't Run mind DMC, it Aerosmith one, and the video was funny. Yeah, the tongue sticking out of their shoes. I, I <laughs> and uh, I actually saw an interview with with Run DMC and Aerosmith when that first came out. MTV was playing it, and they had them together. And Run DMC were they didn't even know who Aerosmith was. They were sampling the song. <laughs> they thought the name of the group was Toys in the Attic, which was the name of the album, right? Yeah. That walk this way was on <laughs> so they thought that that this group was toys in the attic they were kind of one of the first main like rock rap collaborations that was like mainstream where they put it together and, and had success and put it out there right um i yeah i didn't mind it i'm yeah. not a fan necessarily but yeah. yeah okay i know that was kind of off the track yeah. a little bit but no it's good uh the fourth one I got down here is, of course, I went Van Halen. Now, Van Halen had multiple covers. They have all kinds of covers. In fact, I think the album Diver Down had, I don't know, four or five. There were several covers on one of their albums, and I don't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But this one, you really got me. Man, they, oh, yeah. they own that song. Uh, I like the original yeah. by the Kings. Oh, yeah. But this one, it's, it's got that Eddie's guitar, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's and then it starts with David Lee Roth there, and the uh, Michael Anthony's bass line in it is good. So, you made me yeah. want to listen to that one. I haven't heard. I, I haven't heard that one in well, a long time. Well, maybe I'll have to put together a, a YouTube uh, yeah. playlist and throw it out there. Which will be weird if you throw this last one on. <laughs> well, we will, and I'm going to butcher this name probably, but it's Daniela Andrade. Well, I don't know. Andrade, Andrade, or Andrade, Andrade. This comes from and you. You brought this to my attention, Greg, because I had forgot about it. But it is a good cover. Uh, this comes from the Umbrella Academy, which I love their soundtrack. Their oh, music awesome. is fantastic. I listen to their soundtrack quite often. Um, but it is crazy. Not the Patsy Cline crazy. Which is funny. At first, that's when I was looking up. I said, crazy. I thought it was going to be the Patsy Cline one. And it's like, oh, no, this is but not. But it, it was by Gnarls Barkley. Or CeeLo Green. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, as I was flipping through, you know, we're looking for covers, and it's like, well, I'd like to find something that's a tad more current, and I'm sure there's tons out there. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she does a real nice yep. kind of mellow version of it, which fit perfectly into the show. Uh, that's what's so good about that show yeah, is that the show way they fit the music in yeah. to the show. But, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a nice, uh, a nice cover of yeah, that. It was so a nice cover. Throw it on, throw it on the playlist and uh, give it a listen. Yeah. I'll put these on the playlist too. Cause now we're getting into some that may be bad or we've, we've had some, some of us don't like them or there's an issue with them. So I threw, I kind of created a separate list for these. Um, the first, the first one I'm going to talk about was on, Several of the bad lists, but it's by Devo, and it's Satisfaction by yep. the Stones. And I hadn't really played it. I can't get yeah. no. It's, it is it is horrible. It's horrible. And you said that this actually got some play. Airplay. It did get some play in the eighties, uh, I guess. I, that See, was I don't remember 80s. this song. Yeah. at all on the radio. I think they were on some of those, like I don't know, Midnight Special or some of those shows back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I remember the first time I saw them and they had the flower pots on their heads. And yeah, the and only Devo like, song I really is know is Whip, Whip It. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's it. Whip yeah. It. Good. Um, 
yeah, so there's that one. Uh, you know, actually, the first time I think I heard from them was actually, I think it's called Devo. Are we not man? We are Devo. Have you heard that? No. Um, D-E-V-O. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's their, yeah, their name is in the song. Well, they were very. They were very odd. They moved yeah. in the real robotic <laughs> yep. fashion. I mean, very strange. Some kind of fun about them, though. I mean, they were yeah, quirky. They were different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one we throw, well, we're going to throw out there is, uh, Phil Collins groovy kind of Ooh, love. We, I love Phil Collins. I love Phil Collins. I like Phil Collins with Genesis. I like Phil Collins solo. Would that be Sans Genesis? Sans Genesis. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not a fan of this song. I don't care. <laughs> the original song, to be fair, I wasn't a huge fan of it anyway. Yeah. Do you know who sang the original? I forgot to look that up. I don't. That's okay. I, I'll, we'll find out before this is over. Yeah. But uh, my issue with it is they took a slow song already, and he slowed it down even more. <laughs> it's like, we got a groovy kind of love. I was like, oh, man. I, it's just, it's too slow for me. I kind of like it, but <clears throat> I can understand why, you know, we, we kind of threw it on the not-so-good list. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's not my favorite cover, but it's Phil Collins, so yeah. I can't hate it. No, I mean, it, it's okay, but... Yeah, it's not my. We have a couple of Phil Collins, Phil Collins albums, and one of them has this on it, and I would always skip get my, my. If my wife's in there, she likes it. I, we'll let it play, but I'm just not a fan. Are you asleep by the time it's over? <laughs> <laughs> Doug's driving, crashing will. into the. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to the '80s to the mall. Yes, to the mall. '80s mall, big hair. We have Tiffany. I think we're alone now. Yes. I like the original version that of Tommy the song. James. I think so. And the Shondells. I think it was. But, uh, yeah, I like the original one. Uh, but I do not like her version at all. Yeah. And I don't, is, it was at the song that was so bad or was it because MTV was huge when it came out and they played it to death? I, I'm not a Tiffany fan. I know yeah, it's going to no. shock people. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I know you like Debbie Gibson. Oh yeah, I'm Team Gibson all the way. <laughs> no, uh, I was never a Tiffany fan. Didn't care for the. It's, I wasn't her demographic when she was popular. What? So you weren't a teenage girl I back then. Well, back then I was, but <laughs> no, no, I was not a teenage girl back then. But yeah, the, I think we're alone now. Um, not a fan. And a groovy kind of love was 1966 by the Mindbenders. The Mindbenders. So, they must have been like a one-hit wonder, or maybe they had a couple. I don't know. Their minds were bent, though. Yeah. And then the last one that I have down here that we were talking about earlier was it's hugely popular by the original, and the remake was probably, I think it even sold more than the original. Uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Yeah. In fact, uh, Mike was playing the song when we came down here and Greg carried me down the basement stairs uh, <laughs> via, you know, a la the, we fell uh, a few times the but, bodyguard well Mike couldn't carry you with his teeny little legs <laughs> that's right of course I couldn't well, with my teeny little arms with your little arms <laughs> well he's like his little arms too he stood on his hands yeah. we were like a circus act <laughs> does that make our voice go up since we got little bodies uh, you know what I don't know <laughs> well everything is Shrunk, Shrunk right? yeah. So I, would, I don't think so. Yeah, and I think we're alone is Tommy James and the Shondells, okay. which I always like Tommy James and the Shondells. Yeah. 
Yep. So, yep. I will always love you. Of course, Dolly Parton was the original. And right. Growing up, I mean, I heard Dolly Parton's version, so I like that version, or that's the one I'm used to. And when you use it to find job on it, I think it just got played so much. I just, I don't know. I got sick of that song. I just, just not a fan of it. Yeah. Well, right before we came down, too, we did find one more, too, that, uh, that, to make you feel my love. And that that has been done by Adele, Adele, by Garth Brooks. And we found out it was written by Bob Dylan. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, all the, and it's been done by multiple artists. Um, and very popular. I think yeah. all of them were popular with it. I think so. Um, so yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a good song. It is a good song. It's a I little, like little song. mellower than mellow. I probably normally like, but it, it's still, it's done very well. So, so yeah, there's that one. Yep. Anything else? Uh, that was it. That's kind of the end of the, uh, you know, my, my Van Halen and, and, uh, music talk. Uh, I got nothing else. I think. Mike has some stuff about uh, satirical sites. Yeah, we're going to move away from covers of songs to covers of publications. Oh, I thought we were going to go to brake pads. <laughs> no, remember that was a couple weeks ago. Well, I thought ago. it might still be going on. I, uh, no. I'm waiting for Mike to pick that water bottle up and chuck it at you for keep bringing it up. <laughs> I would He's going to snap. I can't styles. throw it back at him. I got little <laughs> got arms. Tiny arms. Yeah, I can't talk about those anymore. Remember, I've used Curse these tiny arms. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you guys better not get in a peeing contest, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's that little? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Now I'm going to get smacked with the water bottle. <laughs> Good luck hitting my tiny head. Uh, so anyway, anyway, it's, uh, it's election season here and, uh, people are very active on social media. Oh, yes, they are. Uh, as if you listeners needed to hear that yourselves. I'm sure you experienced that too. But uh, I keep coming across these satire pieces on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious because people share them thinking they're actual stories. And, of course, the headlines are outrageous. Right. You know, people it, – it's funny to go in the comments and see people get triggered or get into some Facebook argument over these because – if you actually took the time to read the stories, as opposed to catching the headlines, you'd realize it's satire. Right. <laughs> it's People have forgotten what satire is. I know. I mean, well, and then also, when you say something, yeah, it's a little uh, offensive. People get all upset. But anyway, um, so what I did today is... I'm canceling you. Oh, that's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll be canceled. Um, <laughs> But I'm going As I hit down. the mute button on his <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I'm going down swinging, though, if I'm getting canceled. I'm going to go t- over today just uh, a few of some Babylon Bee articles that I kind of thought were funny just after combing through the site. They are very funny. Uh, Babylon Bee is probably the most popular satire site, although The Onion is also pretty popular I, Yeah, I'd well. say they're both probably they're equally pro- popular. They're real yeah. close. I think The Onion was out before the Babylon, right. or at least I was aware of it. Before yeah, I was surprised. I actually read an article about the Babylon Bee this week, and I think it only came out about five years ago. It's, yeah, it's pretty recent. Um, the I think this one of the stories I shared went back to 2017. Yeah. Um, but I would say, yeah, you guys are right. The Onion is first, and then Babylon Bee. I, I do see the Babylon Bee picking up uh, more traction, I guess, now, as opposed to Onion articles. But they're both pretty good, I will say. 
So to uh, go over just some of these, I'll just kind of read the headlines and we'll read a little bit of the articles. They're pretty quick hitters. But the first one from the Babylon Bee is titled, Man Forced to Resign as Patriarch After Failing to Bring All the Groceries Inside on One Trip. <laughs> so you just read the headlines. You lose your man card for that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah, maybe he doesn't do that. Maybe he has tiny arms. <laughs> Who doesn't do that though? I mean, if you go to the grocery store, I try to make, I do, I'm looking at bags, I'm like, how can I get all these on there? And I still yeah. gotta get the door. You gotta negotiate that door too, that's part yeah. of the process. Yeah. Yep. And so, we got the headline, and what these stories If you're a real do, man. We'll find out, this man is not a real man. So, we see the headlines, and then what the story does, it, it portrays itself as an actual news story, as if somebody was writing this or covering it. But then it completely just exaggerates the headline. So, uh, to give you a taste, it says, local man was forced to resign as the head of the household Tuesday after he failed to bring in all the groceries on one trip. The man got almost every item carrying 30 bags of groceries, a case of bottled water, four 12 packs of Coke, and a bucket of kitty litter. <laughs> but when he returned to the car to shut the trunk, he realized the whore that he had left behind a box of cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, no. <laughs> the man hung his head in shame. And then they quote him. It says, I'm sorry, family. I failed you. He said in tears as he pulled his man cart out and dutifully put it down the garbage disposal. There we go. <laughs> Honey, you'll have to take over running things. The guys at the office are expecting you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Give give Bob my best in accounting. <laughs> at the time of publishing, the man was uh, making his wife a sandwich and helping the kids with homework. I've lost my man cart a couple times on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in good company now. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So I think Doug uh, snatched it last time. Said uh, you can't, can't have this. Well, I had to ask Lori for it, but she well, gave it. Yeah, to me. she she keeps it protected. She for keeps me. it. It's in a chunk of ice in the freezer. Yeah. Here's the, that's why you keep it up there. She said Greg never used it. So, so well, well, now, okay. it's, now it's in Doug's possession. So whatever he did with it there. Here's the next one. Man identifying a six-year-old crushes game-winning homer in two. <laughs> I've seen that one. I love that one. <laughs> 36-year-old man who identifies as a six-year-old absolutely crushed a game-winning homer at a local <laughs> t-ball game and won the championship for his team Monday evening. Uh, he reported walking up to the plate in the sixth, pointed his bat towards the left field wall looming 130 feet in the distance, and let her rip, sending the ball skyrocketing over the fence. His team, the Lil Padres, <laughs> attempted to hoist him up on their shoulders in celebration of their victory, <laughs> but... They were unable to pick up the large 230-pound man. <laughs> His feet comes at the end of a momentous se- at a, the end of a momentous season in which <laughs> the self-identified six-year-old absolutely shattered every record set to that point with a perfect 1,000 batting average and 52 home runs. <laughs> An incredible showing at every position in the field. Uh, he's being called on as an inspiration to other six-year-olds everywhere. And they quote him, I'm just proud to be here with my team. It's all for the love of the game. Uh, he said, as uh, reporters were questioning him, I couldn't have done it without my team. I wonder if he got a participation trophy. He might have. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> Here's another good one. Uh, I think you guys will like this one, too. The headline, Husband's Perfect Communication Causes Fight. <laughs> that, that yeah, well, that happened. sounds very familiar. <laughs> Local couple Mark and Linda got into a fight over the weekend, which was likely caused by Mark's habit of always using perfect communication. (laughs) (laughs) It began like any other Saturday night. Mark sat on the couch, watched a little basketball, caught some golf tournament, got bored, and finally turned on a Western. But at that point, Linda was ready to head out. Things started to go south when the couple got into the car. 
Linda asked Mark a series of questions. Which restaurant? What movie? Should we stop for a drink? Mark had answered all the questions succinctly without hesitation or wasted breath. This made Linda very upset. (laughs) (laughs) The mood front alert kicked in. Yes, Yes, it did. He never gives me a real answer, she said. It's always, yeah, that sounds great, or no, I'd rather not do that. I mean, why can't he be more open with me? (laughs) We've been married almost two years. Uh, So, yep, it goes on. This one's a little bit longer, but uh, I'll go ahead and kind of cut through this one. It says the... Yelling match began when Mark picked up the or parked the car and at the restaurant that Linda had chosen, and Mark, being the great man that he is, started the fight when he gave a correct, efficient response <laughs> to a question about Linda's earrings. <laughs> I bet he opened the door for her, too. I bet he did. And worse, it says, Mark stood by his honest opinion that the earrings looked fine, <laughs> even though he hadn't actually looked at them. <laughs> That's usually the case. Yeah. And later, they got to the movies... That Linda had chosen. They watched that one. It was decent. Mark was fine. Linda was not. <laughs> so anyway, that one goes for a little bit longer. I'll go ahead and go to the next one. Here's another one where our man card is going to get pulled. Sorry excuse for a man asks for help at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Could he find someone to help him at Home well, Depot? I know. That's, that's always the problem. That's the thing. We'll find out. So local man had headed to Home Depot uh, in hopes of completing a few household projects his wife had assigned to him over a month ago. He raced to the store and was able to find all the items on his list with ease, and it made him feel super manly. However, he ran into trouble when he was looking for an axe needed to split wood in his backyard. <laughs> Excuse me, he said to a sales associate, feeling embarrassed <laughs> to be a man asking for help at a hardware store. I need help finding an axe. My wife gave me these orders... Uh, and if I don't get this done by Monday, she's going to cancel my fantasy football league. <laughs> Davis was sure he was holding the correct tool for the job. Uh, and the store's associate replied, well, what you're holding in your hand is a tiny axe for children. So that's not going to work. <laughs> the middle-aged female associate explained, I'd go with this guy right here, she said, holding up a beautiful eight-pound wood-splitting maul. Just then, a little piece of Davis's masculinity died, and he realized how much of a little girl he was. (laughs) (laughs) The sales associate then demonstrated to Davis how to properly use them all. On his way to check out, Davis noticed two teenagers pointing at him and laughing, but he just continued on, checked checked out, and exited the store. (laughs) He said to himself on the way out, you are one sorry excuse for a man, and he got into his car and turned on some Coldplay. I was waiting for him to say he got into his Prius and turned. <laughs> <laughs> well, that if, if that's the same guy car. from the first story you read, maybe he had already lost his man card at home. So when he got to Home Depot, he didn't have it. I so, think so he, he couldn't, ra- you know, yeah, he navigate. Might have, been, might have been rattled a little bit. Yeah, he, little he couldn't shaken. navigate the store then because his man card was gone. <laughs> so here's the last one that I got. Uh, this one is titled Feminist D- Dismisses Bible as Godsplaining. <laughs> Referring, of course, to mansplaining. Right. And this one is supposedly taking place in Portland, Oregon. So you can infer here. Uh, local feminist <laughs> reportedly <laughs> dismissed the Bible as Godsplaining in a recent blog post. <laughs> Followers oh, of her uh, blog post page confirmed Wednesday. She defined the term as the Lord revealing commandments and universal truths without consulting his creation to see how they felt about the matter. (laughs) See how God constantly talks at us without stopping to ask if we're okay with it? She wrote, this is a clear example of God-splaining. He never takes the time to listen to women and what we want his commands to be. She also wrote that the Lord has no business handing down decrees that pertain to women since he is not a woman himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> and at the time of publishing, she had also published a blog exposing the evils of Godtriarchy <laughs> that dominate the entire universe. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, those are just kind of a sample of some that uh, poke fun at uh, social trends, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, and, and they kind of, they poke fun those. at everybody. I mean, they, they, they really poke do. fun at different churches they poke fun at Politics, republicans democrats yeah. trump biden yeah. they, they kind of spread it all around so basically they make everybody mad at them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which if you're going to do satire you yeah. gotta you know, yeah. yeah you, yeah. you, you skew them in. all so yeah check them out they're pretty funny if you need a good laugh just head over to one of those sites and uh you can always scroll through and, and you're in for some good stories there yep. but again you can't take it too seriously but no no you can't no. because it's satire exactly it's satire all right, well, as we move on, um, earlier this week, I don't even recall what I was listening to, but something triggered in my mind about, I think it was the kids going back to school and were they going to go to school, were they going to Zoom, and we've talked about the whole COVID thing, so this isn't really COVID-related, except for it did make me think, you know, with the kids, uh, you know, a lot of them doing Zoom classes and stuff. How do they get in trouble? Because when I was in grade school, there were various times that I did things that got me into trouble. So I don't know. What do you think on Zoom? What what are some ways maybe they could? It would be hard to spit virtual spitballs through your square. Yeah. Make it it come out the other square. That would be hard. But I'd probably use like a green screen and put all kinds of funny things behind me. Things happening. Yeah, that would be good. I did see on uh, one class they were doing a Zoom class. And these were like older kids. I don't know if they were in college, but a kid was sitting there and to get out of a, an assignment, he staged a fake kidnapping where two guys in masks came in, busted oh the gosh. door, and grabbed him and tied, threw a, a, a pillowcase over his head and drug him out. And the, the teacher just kept talking. He's like, well, are, should somebody call or not? He said, I'm just, I'm not. He said, <laughs> it, was, it was like all set up and staged so this guy would get out of his assignment. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> But so, so yeah, you know, back in our day, obviously, you know, we didn't have Zoom. We didn't have any of that. We went to school and I don't know about you guys, but there were certain things I did in grade school and I probably could even carry this on to high school, but I don't know. Were there any things you did to get yourself in trouble in grade school? I mean, for, for what, for instance, one thing I did in first grade, um, I used those little kindergarten scissors and I cut my friend's hair. Oh. And gave him a nice gap in the middle of his flat top. And, uh, yeah, I got paddled at school and spanked when I got home for cutting my friend's hair. So, I don't know. Do you have any things you did in grade school that got you in trouble? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely do. But I'll say this. I think we should keep it pretty much at grade school because I did a lot in high school to get in trouble. Those are usually worse, bad things. Like, the grade school stuff is kind of innocent little, like, Ah, uh, uh, you know, I can laugh at so yeah. the high school stuff sometimes might be, you know, picking that scab off and opening up a wound <laughs> that I don't really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't think I'm going to venture too yeah, much. Yeah, no, I was thinking more thing. grade I'll school. Let you, no, no, I heard I you thinking... to tell about all of your bad boy stories. So, oh yeah, I was a horrible <laughs> bad boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was plenty of times we got probably the worst trouble I ever got. It was in wintertime and we were in fifth grade. And we went out and they said, no snowball throwing. No snowball throwing. You throw snowballs, you're going to get in trouble. Well, you know, of course, 
what is everybody going to do? As soon as they tell you, don't throw snowballs. Yeah, throw snowballs. You're throwing snowballs. Yeah. So the class was thrown. So, and I went to a really small school out in the country. I mean, our class had like 15 kids in the class. The whole fifth grade, there was 15. So it wasn't like a huge school. And we had one of the bigger classes. So we threw snowballs, boys and girls. And we came in and the teacher, she, and whether it was true or not, <laughs> it was kind of felt that she gave prefer- preferential treatment to the girls. The boys, and now granted, we were probably worse with stuff and did more to get in trouble as well. Right. But, uh, it's, it was, it came across that way. Well, all of us were throwing snowballs. So she took and got told all of the boys that they couldn't go out for recess for, I don't know, like the rest of the week or something. And we had to every recess stay in and write, I will not throw snowballs on paper during the whole recess and turn them in. So we all went home and told our moms and our moms got mad and they came up and now it kind of back, not backfired, but my mom was upset. Not that I got in trouble. But she went up there to ask, did, were girls throwing snowballs too? And they finally said yes. And so her thing was, the girls need, yeah, my son stays in and, and right. I was like, what? <laughs> this is backfiring on me. You're supposed to, no, no, I still stay in trouble, but she wanted this where the girls, the girls should stay in and they should write down, I will not throw snowballs either. And Doug never had another date in his school career. <laughs> well, what happened was the teacher got all upset, and she just can't, and it just kind of went away. Because some of the other mothers were like, my little boy shouldn't go. You know, like, we get in trouble. My parents were not. If I got in trouble at school, I also got in trouble at home. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, that was always uh, the that case. That kept me out of a lot of the more mischievous stuff. Not because I was afraid of what would happen to me at school. I didn't want to... Die. <laughs> I didn't want my parents to, I would have got a whooping, you know, when I got home. Didn't really. So I, I couched everything like that. This would be funny. Is it worth getting a butt whooping with a belt? Mm, probably not. See, I don't know if I rationalized that well when I was that age. <laughs> now, see, I think we've talked about this before with you and I, and I don't know with Mike, but there seems there's categories in school. There were the kids that never did anything. And then there were the kids that would do anything at all kind of the class clown and then there was i i had lots of funny ideas which actually that's how i was but too. i didn't act on them but one of my best friends was fearless and would do anything so i would say hey steve you know it'd be funny and pretty soon steve's doing it and it was hilarious <laughs> and then he would get in trouble <laughs> but you know so i was it was more doug's an, idea i was more of an instigator and and then the trigger man um you know i would just the brains behind i would just imply things (laughs) you know i wouldn't tell him to do it i say oh wouldn't this be funny if somebody did this and next thing somebody's doing that so that's more that was more of where i came from uh go ahead mike the probably the worst thing i got in trouble for in grade school was uh it's i mean it's it's dumb but I ate, not a lot, but I ate hand sanitizer. <laughs> well, that explains a lot now. We- <laughs> exactly. You don't have to look too far to find That's it. why your legs didn't grow. That's why I'm a lowlife. That's why you're a lowlife. But, uh, like you just picked up the bottle and squirted well, it in your mouth? Here's the thing. 
<laughs> there was one day. Put the, it on a cracker. The t- <laughs> that would have been better. You know, a couple bars of soap. <laughs> the teacher stepped out for a little bit. So, you know, we were like in second or third grade. We're like kids. So the teacher steps out, and that's always the point where, like you were saying, Doug, the class clowns, yeah. you know, they start, you know, the act, so to speak. So I, I don't know who whose bright idea it was, but somebody went around and was like, I dare you to, you know, do yeah. this. And then being little kids, you you want to keep up with all of your other classmates. Oh, and yeah. Stay in the You got to fit in. Yeah. Exactly. So everybody got dared to do something dumb. Well, me and another kid in the class, we were friends. Our dare was to take a, a squirt of hand sanitizer and eat it. And it's like, we don't even know what hand sanitizer is, you know, at that <laughs> age, really. But it was on her desk. So anything that was on the teacher's desk was, you know, you're even more of a rebel, you know, if you go over there. Yeah. Ooh, you touch the stuff on her desk. So, yep. I, uh, well, both of us got caught in the act. Of course, the teacher come, er, five or six kids got away with their dare. You know, nothing happened to them. But finally, the teacher comes back in. Me and the kid are in the act. We get caught. Of course, at this time, I was, uh, being watched by a babysitter because my parents weren't able to take me to and from school. So first the babysitter gets called and they have to come in. I get scolded by them and then they take me back. My mom picks me up. I get scolded by her. My dad comes home at the end of the week. I get scolded by him. It's like I got triple punishment for this. But uh, yeah, it's terrible. That was probably the dumbest thing I did that I got in trouble for in grade school was eat. Again, not a ton. Just a little <laughs> bit of hand sanitizer. How did it taste? It's tasteless. <laughs> and the school had to call poison control. And so we're sitting in the office and kids are coming in looking at us like, oh, you know, it's, they got in trouble. Yeah. See, if you were really good at the prank, you would have started throwing up or something. You know, just... <laughs> <laughs> well, we, like I said, we we didn't even know what we were doing. I know. You know? Yeah. It's just one of those stupid kid things that you do when you're a kid. But... Yeah. Well, I, I have a couple more. Um, probably the worst thing I did was uh, I don't remember what grade I was in. Probably fifth. But they used to, when I was in school, if you didn't like do your homework or if uh, there was some other reason you were in trouble with the teacher, they would send home what they call a disciplinary notice. And so you'd have to take that home, have your parents read it and sign it and take it back. I decided it might be a good idea if I signed it for mom. (laughs) And so I signed it, you know, Evelyn Daniel. (laughs) in my oh-so-great writing, <laughs> and took it back to school. Well, the teacher quickly recognized my handwriting. And, yes, I got another one sent home explaining what I did on the first one, and I had to give that to my parents. And, yes, there was much punishment to follow. <laughs> oh, man. So I tried to forge my mom's signature. That was probably the worst one. I don't know. Doug, did you have more? or? I got a couple quick Mike, ones. Too. I mean, if you if you yeah, want, yeah, I'll just rattle off my quick ones here. Uh, the other, I got in trouble on the playground. I had a I had a good friend. I'm actually still really good friends with him today, and uh, it's weird. We were, we were fairly normal in that we liked to play sports. We liked Foursquare. We liked all the normal playground games, but we also had our own unique uh, streak of weird things we liked to do. And we thought I like it how he's we were fairly normal, fairly. <laughs> And then we were really weird in one aspect. In one aspect, we, got we, our weird we were. 
But we thought it'd be a good idea to bring our magnifying glasses to school and burn flies out on the <laughs> playground. So the we're burning flies out on the playground, and the playground attendant walks up. That's and, not sociopathic serial killer <laughs> background stuff at all. So they took our magnifying glasses from us. <laughs> um, yeah, we're both sitting there, you know, and she walks up. What are you boys doing? Uh, playing with magnifying glasses. Hand them over. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it the rest of the semester. Is this the same friend that you would make uh, yes. people out of clay and put <laughs> toothpicks in as bones and then shoot them to see how much damage it yeah, would do? Yeah, we'd use BB guns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did do that. Okay, I admit it. <laughs> see, that's borderline. That's, that right there gets you on a list or something. They, please come and talk to you now. All well, if they come stuff. talk to me now, I'm, I mean, you know, this is a uh, long time ago. Yes, but we did do that. I told you we were a little odd. I mean, okay. But fairly normal at the same time. Yes, but very normal. Very normal odd. (laughs) Yeah. A couple things I have real quick was uh, one similar to yours uh, about the the, the having to send something home to get signatures. Only this, again, was in fifth grade. I always got good grades until fifth grade, and I started slumping a little bit. uh, Probably started noticing girls about then. Well, no. Actually, it was – I started (laughs) – I started – like getting things were funnier and I'd start acting up more to get people, you know, cause if somebody laughs, I love that. So I'm like, Oh, I'm oh, just going to keep going laughed. because they're laughing at this. Um, so I, I started getting some, some bad grades and, uh, you know, if you take bad grades home, kind of, kind of ruins your week. They don't laugh. Kind of ruins your weekend. <laughs> no, not a lot of humor. <laughs> so what I would do, I had this bright idea that, you know what? I'm only going to take good grades home because why, why I was really doing it because I cared about my mom. I didn't want to make her upset. She gets upset when she sees my bad grades. You could have used their line. This is going to hurt you a lot more than her. No, it's going to hurt me no, a lot more. No, than you were right the first time because <laughs> I only took good grades home, not realizing that when I get my report card. And she sees there's like C minuses and a D and all I've taken home are A's and B's. Something's amiss. Oh yeah. So my mom, I didn't think anything of it. I took my report card. She was mad about it. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I got that. Okay. She didn't say much, but then when she came up to the school, I usually ride the bus. She thought, well, she want to pick me up and she came in and Asked the teacher, "Can I can I talk to you for a minute?" And at, it was at that moment I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I did not think this through. <laughs> this is this is a real bad idea." Because what I had been doing was taking my papers and stuffing them back behind the desk drawer. Yeah, the old wood uh, metal desk where the big drawer in it would pull out. Well, I'd pull the drawer out and I'd just shove the other stuff in there and shove the drawer. Well, they proceeded to take the drawer out, dump it all out, and they found all of my bad grades hidden under the desk. And so then I would have to take papers home and get a signature on them that my mom saw yeah. the grades oh, and yeah. brought them up. And then the only other thing, real quick. But at a, least you didn't sign your mom's name. <laughs> no, because I would die. <laughs> I had a, a, a good friend of mine, which I'm still friends with now, but Steve, he would do anything i mean he was he was hilarious well he got in trouble one time and this was in sixth grade or seventh grade and it was in uh english class and for some reason the teacher would say okay you are in trouble you're going to come up here and sit behind me in this corner which i never understood because now you can't see what he's doing and so we're all sitting there and of course 
you know, she can't see. And Steve's got a whole audience for the class. So we had this long yardstick and he picks it up and he would do all, he would wave it over her head. She can't see. And then he's doing like the Jim Belushi, the samurai, uh, oh, some, some guy. And he's seeing how close he can get to her head. And she turned around, he'd sit down real quick and she's, and she would never catch him, but <laughs> and you're trying not to laugh because I don't want to get him in trouble. Everybody's like, he turn around, he take that, and he get real close to her ear, and then he think like he's gonna cut her head off with it. And stuff, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, I don't know. That was. But it. he never got caught though. He didn't get caught. Uh-huh. He got caught the first time to put him back there. But uh and there's tons of other stories. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, did you have anything else? Um, probably the other time I got in uh any sort of. Big trouble, I guess, in grade school was uh, me and my friends at recess would always play uh, football, the two-hand touch, you know, at uh, at the school. But we'd all be in, you know, JFL together. So after school, we'd all go to practice and actually hit each other, you know, with pads on and stuff. Well, and one day at recess, we decided to get adventurous and we were going to play tackle football at recess, you know, which was a, a no-no because right. school doesn't want kids, you know, breaking each other's arms or whatever at recess. So uh we waited until the attendant or the uh recess aide or whatever you want to call them yeah. was over on the other side of the Grundy playground uh near the beehive truck thing and we would play uh by where that uh swing set or not the swing set but the jungle gym thing is. Right, right. We'd play out uh, in the grass behind there. So it was a good amount of distance in between there. So we would play and <laughs> We were playing tackle football in recess. Uh, well, again, I get caught in the act. I totally <laughs> laid out one of my friends, hit him a uh, big hit, and I hear a uh, Michael across, you know, and, and the aide is like my old teacher from a couple classes ago. Did you take off running? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, yep, yet again, I get caught when everyone else was doing it too. They get away with it. But again, it's my turn to get in trouble, <laughs> get caught for it. So, um, that one wasn't as bad because, you know, no poison control or wasn't called this time. But. Just a doctor for the kid laying on the playground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was, uh, it was all good fun, but that was probably the other, other time I got yeah. any sort of trouble at grade school. Yep. Well, I, I don't really have anything. I know we're, we're up against it now, but I was going to say another time. If there was ever substitutes, that was kind of like Lord of the Flies. Oh, oh substitutes kids, were great. Kids would give, they would switch names. They would do all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? So it was just, substitutes was a, was a bad time yeah, for substitutes. Yeah, I felt it was, bad. A, it was great for, at the time, I loved it. You walked out like, yes, substitute. Yeah. <laughs> that, that usually meant like a film strip or something, too. Yeah. So. And they sometimes they'd even ask. So where are you at in the book? And nobody would, everybody's like telling them about that. We're in chapter two. It's May. Yeah, we haven't gotten very far in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was bad. Yeah, I, we did things like uh, filled uh, paper wads with staples and then shot them oh. with rubber bands. <laughs> and one particular Jeez. time, I, I'll make this real quick. One particular time we had to do a, uh, you know how you do projects for school? For We were doing something on castles. So we had to build castles. Yes. So uh, my castle consisted of a shoebox with construction paper turrets on the four corners. <laughs> Very basic. This other girl brought in a castle made with spray-painted sugar cubes Holy that she folks. had glued together to make this phenomenal castle. There's always one. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
I might have helped instigate a number of us shooting at that castle with these, <laughs> oh, these paperclip no. rubber band, uh, spit watch. life work. And it just shattered those sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know you got a paper wad with rubber band or with uh, staples in it, and it hits that they sugar cube. Damage. Yeah, so you know, cross the room, and you're like, "Fap!" <laughs> in fourth grade, for whatever reason, some of the guy they, there was a period of time where they would do this. They would take the thumbtacks off of the cork board, and so when somebody would get up, they would put a thumbtack in your chair. Oh so yeah, so you had to be careful all the time, or you'd be like, Gah! "Yeah, it was brutal." I did not experience that. So. Oh. Yeah, we had, we had some some brutal ones. Yeah, or they take you know picture day. You get the comb, they get that comb, bend it back, put it right on somebody's <laughs> arm on the back of your yeah, arm, snap, whack. Yeah, we so. had some sadistic people. Now we didn't have anybody that would make not near as bad as in high school when I had to tuck my shirt in though. No, that that is <laughs> that is the worst when you were bullied into dressing nice and taking care of your hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Right? Yeah, I mean, sorry, really we went a little long, long on that, um, but I don't know. Kind of fun to reminisce about the old school days and some of the crazy yeah. stuff that happened. So, all right. Well, we, I guess that'll do it. But we thank everybody for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for a big, for Halloween, big Halloween extravaganza. Extravaganza. Make sure you dress up in your favorite costume if there's a couple of it. Get get a good couple's costume going. Uh, we will be dressed up. I don't know what I'm going as yet, but I'm sure it'll be something fun. Maybe sexy. I, that's Ooh. the thing. They, they do everything sexy. Like, oh yeah. Sexy. I heard one of the. Sexy clown. Well, one of the uh, costumes this year that's fun. Sexy ballot. I'm like, sexy ballot? What? I saw that. Why, why do you need a six? Why is everything sexy? I'm sexy ballot. Ooh. I'll be a sexy podcaster. <laughs> At least one day of my life. <laughs> and listeners, if you show up here, we'll give you a Reese's pumpkin. That's right. That's right. So be dressed up, have your little Halloween bucket, and uh, get ready to trick or treat. That's right. All right. Well, I got nothing else. I'm out. Nope. Nothing. All right. Everybody stay safe, and we will see you in seven days. Yeah. Later. Later. See ya. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.